0: Artist and former caregiver Leilani Norman offers a gift of thanks to dementia caregivers everywhere through a very simple book. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Caring is Art is an offering of love and validation in the form of a gift book. It presents words of encouragement, great facts about cognitive decline, and quotes from fellow caregivers. Welcome Leilani. I am so Excited to talk to you today as an artist and former caregiver. You have so much to bring to the table for how people can relate to each other and especially in the world of dementia. It's wonderful to be on the show. Caregiving can be so different in so many different situations.
1: It can be between a parent and a child, between partners, friends, and in particular, dementia caregiving has its own challenges. Quite commonly, persons living with dementia, their abilities will diminish over time. So they experience cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. And that can really challenge those of us who are caring for them to change with them, to evolve with them so that we are giving them the care and the attention that they need as they change over time. My mother began to experience What's considered mild and then moderate cognitive impairment. So, in her beginning in her 70s, she started falling. She was still very quite active. She was still exercising. She was actually in her late 60s. She was still working. And as time went by, 2016, my dad passed away. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And when he died, uh, the, our plan that we had all discussed together as a family was that my mother would leave her home of 40 years in Northern California and come to Seattle, where I was living. So she went from her home to uh, assisted living in Seattle, which was quite a change for her, but she dealt with it beautifully. And it was wonderful to have her near me. I had not lived near her for many, many years. So we actually had fun for several years together. We had a couple of pretty good years. She was declining, her dementia was progressing to the point where she needed help with medications. She needed some help with financial and and those kinds of things. And I was very happy to provide that support. Early 2019, she had a very devastating stroke. While she did recover somewhat from the stroke physically, it pushed her dementia further along. It progressed more quickly. It was a challenge and also I have to say, a profound experience to be with her, to be with her neighbors in assisted living and then later on in memory care. One can feel the presence of people. And I mean, in the present moment, they're not concerned about the past or the future so much. And it's a touch, it's music we're listening to, it's what's happening right in the moment that's really, really beautiful.
0: I love it how your excerpts from your book, Caring is Art, caring is an art form that we practice daily, no matter where we are on the journey. The duration may be brief, or it may be years long. This passage offers us many opportunities to express our love through our presence, our labor, our intentions, and our letting go. I firmly believe that the
1: letting go is a great challenge for so many of us in daily life and in particular when we're giving care to another person like i said we we do have that opportunity to change with them let go of our previous standards our ideas about what's best for them or what maybe they would have wanted in the past in favor of what they need now. Nutrition is really important. Even until the very end, we can all benefit from good nutrition, good hydration. Hydration is something that comes up a lot. When people get older, we lose our sense of thirst. It diminishes over time. So a lot of people end up dehydrated and smell diminishes as we get older too. So we don't seem to enjoy our food as much. People are pouring salt on things. My, My mother was Japanese American. So she and my dad would be putting soy sauce on things a lot, right? (laughs) This doesn't taste as good as it used to. Savor the daily pleasures of life. But I also think that nutrition does have a big influence on people's well-being, even until the very last days of their life. So as we get older, all of our systems are subject to change. Dementia is not a normal part of aging. Not everyone who grows old is going to develop dementia, Alzheimer's, or other forms of cognitive decline. We can help ourselves by eating well, by exercising, by getting good sleep. The basic wellness program that we can do for ourselves as best we can within the limits of our work, our family demands, all of these other demands on our lives, it really does make a difference. There were times when I would bring my mother treats because
0: I knew that I was going to get that smile from her, you know, that she would really enjoy it. And then you also wrote a paper about optimal caregiving, fostering cooperation between direct care workers and residents' family members. It is huge, and it is also, I think, quite doable We have to
1: have the will to do it as a community. The people who were, I call them direct care workers as a term that's used, for all the folks whether they're certified or licensed or not who do that hands-on care every day for people who are receiving support and care in their home or if they're living in a residential community assisted living skilled nursing memory care etc need support and respect as well because they are giving so much of themselves daily when they go to work to take care of another person That's something that really needs a lot of improvement in this country.
0: I have a lot of friends that have become caregivers for maybe their parent or their spouse. It can be so daunting and they don't want to be like complaining. But also, like you said, it's such a big job. And you say, consider the five-minute vacation. Doodle, water the plants, confide in the dog. Can you talk more about that? I know from my reading and from also
1: talking to people directly who are caregivers and listening in on caregiver support group meetings that one of the biggest problems for folks, especially if they're taking care of someone in their home, is that they can't seem to find time to have a mental, emotional break, a physical break during the day. Some of the people that I have heard talking about their experience, it's just they're on. As long as their care partner is awake, they have to be working. They have to be observant. They have to be vigilant. It's really difficult.
0: And because of that, it's easy to isolate. And I, I like your Very statistics. So. Yes. I took some
1: statistics from a report that happens, I believe, every two years by the National Alliance for Caregiving in association with AARP, the American Association of Retired Persons. An ongoing study found in 2020 that one in five Americans are unpaid caregivers. That's 53 million people. And about 14 million are caring for someone with cognitive decline, which is Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia. That's a huge number of people. And yet it's not something we talk about very often, even though we, as you were saying, you know people, I know people. That's a lot of people Mm -hmm. in our lives who could use a little bit of help it's really attainable goal for more of us to reach out to those whom we know are giving care to someone to go to their home to spend 5 10 15 30 minutes there give that person a little bit of a break and I think that it's really daunting for people to think about doing that because it's different if they if we don't have our Personal experience with this? What do you say? What do you talk about, right? There's a wonderful program that's available online during COVID. I, I assume it's the only way one can, can do this. It's a very brief, it might take 20 minutes to go through and get a little bit of fun education about how to deal with people who have cognitive impairment. And it's called Dementia Friends USA, and it's part of a network of communities who wish to be dementia friendly communities. For example, one, let's say that we're out at the shops, we're, we're going to the grocery store and we see someone who's struggling maybe to, to figure out how to pay at the cashier and everyone's getting a little bit impatient. There are ways to step in very kindly and just ask this person if they could use a little bit of help Or maybe look, you know, make eye contact with the cashier and then together we can try to offer a little bit of support to something, to someone when they're struggling. It doesn't have to be invasive. We don't have to get really involved with it, but it's a simple thing that can happen. And Dementia Friends USA is a really wonderful resource to learn about that, to get some tips on, you know, what to say. Like I said, really, really quick and fun. The University of Washington in Seattle is a wonderful Resource for people who are either have been diagnosed with dementia, are the partner, child, friend of someone, and just the general public to learn more about this. It's becoming such a common issue for so many people. Mm-hmm. Definitely a website that I want to refer to here. It's the University of Washington Memory and Brain Wellness Center. Is a wide range of information here, including. The Memory Hub, which is a program, supports people in person. So people who have some form of dementia can go to their programs. Um, they have some upcoming events like Calming the Monkey Mind, an introduction to mindfulness-based stress reduction for both you know, folks who are getting, dealing with the challenges of having a dementia diagnosis and then the people who love and care about them. It's an amazing program. Here in Whatcom County, where I live, we have a a nonprofit organization, Dementia Support Northwest, been in existence for quite a while, over 25 years, I believe. Like other regional nonprofit organizations that focus on caregiver support, there's weekly support group. We can't have our our picnics and our meetings in person right now, but there is still every week an hour and a half support group where people come to talk about what's going on in their lives, their challenges, and they get actual help and tips from experts as well as their peers. Yeah, I firmly believe that fellowship is one of the greatest ways for people to develop compassion for each other and for ourselves. Going to visit persons that we do know, maybe it's a relative or someone that we don't see as often, and we know that they have cognitive decline, it can be uncomfortable. And some of the tips that I suggest to people in this situation is just to, to go to this person, introduce yourself instead of saying oh hi uncle joe it's leilani remember me i might say hello i'm leilani it's very nice to see you whatever they say in response i can mirror what they say if they say oh hi do i know you Or they might say something else that doesn't seem related to the conversation at all. I can just simply repeat what they say. If I know them or know their history, we might have a conversation about something in the past that was pleasurable to them, a hobby, something that they did, some kind of work that they did. A lot of people really can have a conversation like that.
0: What would you say to family members as far as communication when they're with that person and they're saying things that maybe the memory isn't correct But the -hmm. the person in the room with them wants to correct them. I'd say it's not important to correct
1: people. It doesn't really matter what they're saying. I think it's the feeling behind it a lot of times more than the actual words. As people progress in their dementia, they lose track of a lot of details that we, other people, think are important What day is it? Who's the president? You know, these are the sort of questions that will be asked on like a little mini memory exam. The thing to focus in on is the feeling. Mm. If the person doesn't mind being touched, take their hand. It's okay to just sit with someone in violence for a few minutes. It's not important to try to whip out the phone and show them all these pictures of all the grandkids and all this (laughs) and that. I've seen people try to do that because they want to connect. Mm -hmm. And it it sometimes works and sometimes it doesn't. Correcting people when they're saying things that are are not what we agree is reality.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's okay to let it go. One of the things you write about is don't forget about yourself. That is in reference to the
1: kind of caregiver burnout that can happen to anyone. It can happen very soon after beginning caregiving, and it can also take a very long time. People love each other and want to care for those who need the care. At the same time, we can get burned out exhaustion can interfere with our daily life. We can be dealing with irritability and moodiness, impatience, and then we feel bad about it afterward. The most important thing to realize in these situations is that there's no such thing as perfect caregiving. We're human beings. We have our moments, sometimes we're tired, sometimes we're hurting, sometimes we have other things going on in our lives that affect how we do our caregiving. We have to take care of ourselves. In the book, Caring is Art, I make some very simple suggestions about how to do that. As you mentioned before, one of the things that I talked about is a five-minute vacation. Another one is lift your spirit. Tell a story that makes you both laugh. One of the great things about working with someone who doesn't remember past conversations is you can tell the same joke over and over again. And it's hilarious every time.
0: <laughs> and in your list, you talk about a couple of things, denial about your loved one's condition. That's got to be tough.
1: It is my sister and brother were not here most of the time, and I noticed that their perception of what was going on with our mother was different from mine. I was my mother's daily caregiver in that I watched over her. I noticed the things that were going on and tried to advocate for her on a regular basis. They are further away. They'd come to visit and they'd say things like, oh, yeah, she looks, fine. She looks good. You know, things are fine on a somewhat a level. If it wasn't a crisis going on, that's true. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. but I think we're t- when we're talking more about people who are dealing with caring for someone on a daily basis, it can cause problems if we're not able to overcome our fear our yeah. concerns. That's generally true, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> along with that, you talk about when they get burnout and they get irritable and uh, they don't have sleep and then they're angry and frustrated. And that's not good for anybody. If we don't take care of ourselves as a caregiver, which is hard if we don't have any relief. But if we don't, then we're not being good caregivers if we're angry and frustrated with our Our ward, the person we're taking care of.
1: And ourselves, if we're angry and frustrated with ourselves. The uh, analogy, put on your own oxygen mask first in the airplane. They always say that. Put your own on first and then take care of the person next to you or your child or whoever you're with. And it's very much the same. I think that that analogy has spread wide and far in terms of of self-care. Mm -hmm. and this is a, a situation that really
0: speaks to that. Asking for help it's like you're telling us about these organizations that will help and also I think it's easy to want to protect especially if it's family protect that person so like I don't really want people to see them like that so they won't ask someone to come and sit for 10 minutes while you run to the store but to be able to realize that if somebody comes to be with that person, they're getting a blessing by being with that person, even if they're not in their original together mind state.
1: It might be kind of radical to say it this way, but it is, there's a certain amount of shame still associated with Mm -hmm. cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. And yet, what did we say? 14 million people are caring for someone with cognitive decline in this country alone. It's become more and more common. Mm. The longer people live, we need to come out of the closet with this.
0: Well, and that's why we're doing this show, and that's why you wrote this book. And it, the book is called Caring is Art. Talk about your art heart. My art heart. I
1: make paintings. I have been working as an artist. It's probably more accurate to say I am an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur. With an artistic bent. Mm-hmm. I have worked in the area of creating products that are environmentally friendly. I did that for a long time. And the whole time that I was doing that, and, you know, just all my adult life and making some kind of create, I've involved in some kind of creative process. I've made ceramics, jewelry, small metal sculptures, cabinet hard, hardware mm. that was sort of like sculpture or jewelry for the house. Uh, a number of years ago, I started painting and I really enjoy making imagery that allows me to express my thoughts about my concerns, Mm -hmm. people, the environment, Community. The bridge between those two worlds has come together through my work personally as a caregiver. I was inspired to go to University of Washington professional education program and get a gerontology certificate. That was a nine-month program that I did in tandem with my caregiving for my mother. And now that she's gone, I continue to be involved in this. I'm very interested in what clinical research is being done, what people are doing on the ground. Fighting the war against suffering is mm-hmm. the way I think about it. The
0: book is a bridge. It is just a little bit that I've seen of your book. Mm-hmm. Is it? It feels like a comfort. It's a connection for when I look at it. Immediately, what I want to do is go get it and give it to my friends that are caregivers. Yeah, because yeah. it's so beautiful. And then you're validating the caregiver.
1: Yes, that is one of the main objectives of the book. It's my effort to reach out to all the caregivers out there and validate their experience, encourage them and offer Mm -hmm. a little bit of help from a fellow caregiver.
0: Which I think goes a long way, because it's easy for me as somebody who has compassion for that, but I've never done that. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. what they're going through, but my heart hurts to see the loneliness they're experiencing.
1: It can be a very isolating experience. Fortunately, that is changing through programs like Dementia Friends USA.
0: Where can somebody get your book? It is still in progress.
1: And it's going to be available through here locally in my area, which is Bellingham, Washington. It will be available through my website, com, And I will also be working with my local nonprofit, Dementia Support Northwest. It will be a benefit to them. A portion of the profits will be going to their program. And I just would like to reiterate, as we said really early on in our conversation, as challenging as it is, For all of us to face health conditions, changing wellness levels in our lives, it's also an opportunity to grow, to accept, and
0: to really. Be present with people. I love that. Well, this book looks amazing. One thing you are hoping to do is maybe even raise awareness. And I, I think in just talking about it, it's raising some awareness because people are going to go, oh, I never thought about Sue. Boy, mm-hmm. she has to care for her person.
1: And people make a big sacrifice when they're doing that. It takes a toll on people's lives. It takes a toll on their their lifespan far too often. And uh, it can take a toll, of course, financially. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's really wonderful when people who are doing this hard, hard work get
0: some help from other people just in the form of reaching out. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. It was wonderful to talk with you. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.